Church, good morning. God is good. All the time. 
So, so awesome to see our church family back from Haiti, much cleaner than they were in the pictures. You guys are watching what they're doing. So, just uh, I see some people with their hair braided out there, you know, and I know that was a big thing out there. So, <laughs> all right. So, you guys ready to stand at worship this morning? Yeah. All right. Are you? Let's lift our voices up this morning.
It's become our song of the summer. And hopefully it's a song for life. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb. Till I met you I was breathing but not alive All my failures I tried to hide It was my tomb Till I met you you called my name and I ran out of that grave out of the darkness into your glorious day you called my name Into your glorious day Now your mercy has saved my soul Now your freedom is all that I know The old made new Jesus, when I met you, you called my name, and I ran out of that grave, out of the darkness, into your glorious day, you called my name. If you can relate to this, I know I can. I needed rescue, my chains heavy, but chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter, I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the end that I'm free. I have a future, my eyes are open Cause when you call my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day You called my name Out of the darkness 
focus on Jesus' presence with us today.
I just praise you for, um, for your glory, for your son, just for your presence. Uh, so often, as Wayne was saying today, we look for, for what we think is, is you. And we see it in, in church and we see it in, in stuff. But what we really need to do is seek your presence. And so God, fill this place with your presence. May we see your face in, in all things. May we see your life just lived out through our lives and the lives of others in, in your church. And so, God, right now, just continue to show your glory through this, this service, get me out of the way, and put you on the front. And for this, we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Everybody says, amen. All right, everybody, before you sit down, I want you to just say hello to those around you real briefly as our children head out to our Shoreline Sunday School ministry. All right, all right, I'll let you guys do this all day, knock it off, okay? <laughs> That's what after church for, no, great, it's so good when people can come together and greet everybody. Hey, everyone, good morning. There we go, wow, I got a book of them here, so um, it is good to, it, somebody asked me if, it, if I was happy to be back, and I said, eh, because um, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's just an experience, and they'll tell you I'm the Pope of Haiti now, right, so, and I'm not lying, am I, am I not lying? I got to bless people in a marriage. I have no clue who they are or what, and they had no clue what I said. I could have said, hey, you guys, this marriage ain't going to last long. They would have been like, thank you, Pastor. So, no, I'm just joking. It was an incredible experience, and I just thank God for, um, I thank God for a church and people who um, don't buy into what the world says, but buys into what God calls to. Um, just a real quick note, um, in the middle, uh, Todd kind of let me know, Todd Shives, in the middle of this, one of the services, there was a chain link behind us, and that's just a God moment. That's just God stuff, and there's so many God moments, we can't even begin to go in that, and so um, just a reminder that God said, I wanted you here, and I brought you here, and I used my people to do it, so thank you all. You were there with us. Um, believe me, it was awesome, so um, all righty, here we go. Uh, visitors, if you're visiting, don't worry, we're not one of those places that says, please stand up and put you out, and you're like, yeah. So, um, well, we know you. No, <laughs> just joking. We are glad that you're here. First thing, just relax. Relax and um, just, just have fun and see what God wants to tell to you. That's what we want. But if you are visiting, we do have a uh, s small gift for you that, um, that was, 
hopefully that you'll receive. Um, you probably got a, got a card. If you did not get one, um, we won't make you raise your hand now because then everybody will know who you are. Um, and so um, you can get one on the door um, going out, and we just want to hear your experience here, and we're just thrilled. Again, I say this all the time. Um, we believe that you're not here by accident. We also want to welcome Church Online. Everybody say hi, Church Online. So there we go. All right. Some of those, some of you are traveling, getting that last vacations in. Some of you just woke up, rubbed your eyes, rolled over, and said, oh, it's time for church. But, hey, we love you, and we're glad that you're part of it. Um, so you can read some of the other information. We have a lot of things that are in there um, for membership. Um, it's coming up September 16th, which will be here before we know it. Um, and you can see the other youth events that are occurring. Um, uh, you can see the stuff about um, uh, if you go to if you uh, I know many of you have been following along on the Haven Facebook page where people have been loading up people are loading up more pictures so we're really excited to see all that um, I do want to say uh, I think John and Laura where are John and Laura um, John and where's Laura there she is she's hiding um, John and Laura were planning on going they have a love for Haiti and um, and they they couldn't go because they're expecting a little white right? A uh, little white guy. <laughs> so there we go. Which is their last name's White, sorry. Um, but um, so, uh, <laughs> I was in Haiti for a week. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, um, uh, they're expecting a little baby. There we go. Okay. And um, they could have easily said, hey, we're not going. We're going to um, hand off the leadership and planning of this. They did not. And they were incredible. So I just wanted to publicly thank them for everything they did. So... Now, after this baby thing, get started on next year. All right. So, all right. Um, footprints, uh, first responder ba- baskets, are, they're going to meet after church, so please go ahead and put those in here. Um, the new HHH uh, ha- Help Handyman Ministry, um, you can contact Dave Hollis. We have a number of people who signed up for that. We're really thrilled about that. Parish Foundation next Sunday, uh, August 19th. How are we, Mike? As far as I know, we'll have the Brandon Okay. Right, for those, of you, for those of you, Mike Brandon was here um, last week, and he shared, and they had a flood, and so um, we're praying for, for all that to get taken care of, and I know they're still serving in those areas. All right, um, we do have those who, um, we, yeah. You're on the clock, go. Okay. Okay, again, the 18th or the 25th, they're going to do uh, their first handicap ramp. So if you're interested, connect with them. All right. Prayer request Tessa Smith, um, field hockey preseason running, uh, junior year and school starting, um, SAT help and preparation. I did a lot of praying with my SATs. So, um, also, um, for, she asked for prayers for uh, Taylor Day. Um, with, uh, with some uh, faith and finding God in some areas. Um, thank you to Haven Community Church for all the prayers for those in Haiti. We have people praying around the clock, and you could feel the presence of God. Jen and Chad, Sonia is going back to school on Wednesday. Is that a yay or a eh? Okay, there we go. All right. So um, we talked about John and Laura, but you got an incredible here, so that's all good. All right. So we want to um, let's go to Lord in prayer if we can right now. All right, Heavenly Father, we come to you today, and um, I just thank you for the presence that's here right now. It's one of joy, and I believe that there's some people here today who need a little bit of that in their lives. Um, It's one of peace, which I know we all need um, in this world that we live in. 
And God, it's one of, uh, of just ready to experience what you have for us. There are so many prayer requests here. A lot of them, God, are, are about this transition of the, uh, the summer into the fall where people are going to college and going to school and, um, and going back and getting involved in sports and all kinds of things. God, be with them as that transition. And I just pray that they will be a light in, in a dark world and that they will shine uh, the light of Christ in those areas. Send people in, in their lives to connect them deeper. God, for many others, some are dealing with sickness and illness. Some are dealing with death. Some are dealing with just uh, family issues and other kinds of things. God, you know what everybody is dealing with that are here, and your presence and your, your grace and your healing needs to move throughout this whole thing. We pray for Eric Smith, um, Jenny's son, who uh, yesterday um, got struck by lightning. Um, I think thankful that he's okay, but um, God, he, he said, just work out that we pray that there's no other kinds of effects from there. So God, whatever you have called in, in this time, we receive. Um, we just pray for, um, I thank you for the traveling mercies and the faith of this church, um, for those of us who are traveling now and for those of us who, who did lots of traveling this last week, that we, this church is answering your call here and around the world, and God, I am in awe that you've caused, called me to be part of that. So Lord, as we enter the rest of this time, for those of us um, that are here, um, May you receive our, uh, your tithe and our gift. Um, but mostly, God, may you re- just receive our hearts of blessing toward you. May you multiply them and use them not, to, not for our ministry, not so that we can put a franchise up, but, God, for the fact that we can meet the needs that you've called us to, and they're great in our community and around the world. We love you, Lord, um, and just uh, show us your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, a special uh, offering today. We wanted to kind of share a little bit. Uh, just a brief bit. We'll have a time later where we're going to have some people share um, the Haiti trip because we're all part of it. But we just wanted to do something special because God really brought some people who had incredible talent there and love for God. Here we go.
Your grace is often feel lonely. No matter what, until this race is won, I will stand my ground where hope can be found. I will stand my ground where hope can be found. Oh, oh Lord, oh Lord, I know you will my cry. Your love is lifting me above all the lights. No Our scripture today is from Psalm 126, verses 1 through 3, and Genesis 15, verses 1 and 2, NIV version. When the Lord restored the fortresses of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. From Genesis, after this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? This is the word of the Lord.
Hello. There we go. All right. There's a um, there's an interesting. It's a cool spirit in here. Can you feel it? Can you feel the presence of God that's just connecting here? And um, I'll let you know. Like one of the one of the most interesting things. I, pastors love sermon series because you know what you're going to talk about. And then when they end, you're like, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> so, um, but uh, I really in, enjoyed the uh, the fishing series. Just to let you know, the girl who sang there. Um, well, let me start with the guy. The guy was one of our guys. His name is Michelle, um, and uh, he's, he was just an amazing, amazing guy, great spirit. The lady and the, the girl in there, we met when we were walking around um, sharing Christ with people, and um, we got to a household where they really loved the Lord, and we heard this beautiful voice inside singing, and it was that girl, and her name is Lovely, um, and she just has an incredible voice. Um, I was like, Haiti's got talent, you know, is one of those things, so... If you're here today, welcome. If you're not, welcome anyway, If wherever you're going to pick this up. But we are starting a new series today called Dream Big. How many of like, you have ever had some weird dreams in your life? Okay. How many had cool dreams, like where you're flying, you know, that kind of stuff? How many had dreams where you woke up and you're just like, where am I? Um, so probably college years. Um, so, but we'll, um, we won't talk about that here. But today, I, I believe this is going to be a really powerful series, especially for those who feel like you've entered into a point where you're settling in life in your spiritual walk. Uh, that in other words, you be, you've had a time in your life where you believe God for some incredible blessings. You believe that God was going to make a difference in and through you, that there was going to be some amazing things, and life just changed and took a different way. And so you started to just settle for the humdrum of spiritual life. That, that God has this greatness that you read about, that you hoped at, that you were in this mountaintop experience, but then life hit and you settled for the consolation prize. For instance, maybe you're a single lady who has prayed to God and you started to say, God, I want a man six foot tall, dark hair, handsome or blonde hair, blue eyes, whatever you like, and he's, he's thin but not too thin, got some muscle structure, that he's a believer, and when he kisses you, you feel like he is filled with the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, and then you just say, man, I just love him. I get to look at him and I say, oh, thank you, Jesus, for creating something that looks that good, and thank you, God, for the man who's going to be a great father and a husband and, and be a, just, just be an amazing person, going to be a provider and just work, and he's incredible and kind and loving and all that stuff, and you you pray for that, you know, I know you're going to get it. And then five years later, you're praying and you say, God, can you give me a man? Anyone? And a job, God, would, it's optional, but would be really a blessing. You know, you're at that point, anybody ever done stuff like this? That you've had these different kind of areas that you get into. Or, or maybe you prayed for kids, and you say, God, I'm so thankful, and I pray for my kids, and, and, and now that we have them, we're going to raise them, we're going to do, do devotions every day, and they're going to fear you and love you, and, and they're just going to spread your name around the world. There are many great men and women of God, and then you have that point, and you start to pray several years down the road, oh, God, please don't let me kill these children, <laughs> and we end up in things like that. You see, you may have even said, God, I want to do what I love. I don't care how much it costs. I want to do what you called me to do, what I love to do. And then your, your bills are, are loading up and you're, you're, you're feeling worn out by what you supposedly love and you hate it. And you're just like, God, can you give me something else? 
and your dreams are just shattered in a bit. We are going to use this as our theme verse for the series from Psalm 126. And it says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion. In other words, they had a horrible time. And when he restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who did what? Dreamed. You remember when you were a kid and you dreamed about stuff? And your dreams didn't feel far removed, but they seemed like you could accomplish that? Felt like that's what I wanted to be and that's what I wanted to do. And this is what was going to happen. You knew it. And you would have people who were older who tried to ruin those dreams. You're like, no way. But then life hit. Our mouths were filled with laughter. How many of you like some laughter in your life? Our tongues with songs of joy. And then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has great done, done great things for us. And we are filled with what? Joy. I believe that we need to dream again. Everybody look, some, look up here and say dream again. We need to dream big. Everybody say dream big. We need to do that so that we can have the joy restored to us that God has intended for his people. One of the things that's happened is we've lowered our expectations. When our dreams didn't seem to come in the time that we wanted them to, we decided to say, all right, God, well, I'll take this. I'll deal with that. I just want to share something with you, and I want to let it sink in a little bit here. You have no idea, no idea, that what God may produce with one seed of faith. You have no idea, I'm going to say it again, you have no idea what God will produce with one seed of faith. And today I want to talk about this couple known as Abram and Sarai or Abraham and Sarah, as we come to know them, they had a dream, had a dream that they, need, they, were, they wanted a child, they wanted a son, but she couldn't conceive, and she struggled, and she dealt with that. She was hurting because that dream didn't seem to be a reality, and we're not talking about like she was in her 40s or 50s. She was up there in her 80s. Anybody getting close to your 80s that you'd like to have a child? No, all right. And then in Genesis chapter 12, God comes to them and says, hey, I'm going to change your name from Abram. And here's the funny thing. They had no, had no children, and his name was Exalted Father, Abram. God says, I'm going to change your name, and it's going to display who you are. You are going to be Abraham, the father of many nations. And so they had this joy. They said, guess what? We're going we're gonna to be expecting. Like, woo! And so here's what they do. They went ahead, and, and they're thrilled. They're going to be parents. And so they, they're all set. They have their Facebook page for their gender reveal party. They have, they have all that together. They're going to, uh, they picked out the nursery if it's because it's going to be a boy. You know, maybe it has Star Wars. I don't know. Something like that. Um, trucks or I don't know. Were there trucks back then? Camels. Maybe that's what it was. And so they have all this stuff. They're, they're reading what to expect when you're expecting. And they're all set. And they're ready because God said it, right? And if God said it, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then meanwhile, meanwhile, they're going along. And all of a sudden, the neighbors up the road, 
They get pregnant and have a child, and they're like, that's okay. It's only been a month or whatever. And then two months, three months come along, and still nothing. And then the seventh month, they start saying, God, you know, well, he's coming. It's going to happen. Tenth, and it goes on. What about a year later, and another year later, and another year later? And then in Genesis 15, it says this in the uh, New Living Translation. Sometime later, everybody say that with me. Sometime later. When is sometime later? What we know and what biblical scholars have found out about this is it was at least a decade later. Remember, they weren't in their 20s. At least 10 years later. Nothing. Sometime later, the the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't have a son? In other words, he's saying, back in chapter 12, you said, we got the nursery ready. I got to repaint now. You know what? Camels are out. Something else is new. And he said, you did that. And we were telling people, we were ready. We were ready. And 10 years later, nothing. Yeah, the blessings are good. The stuff that you give me is great. But if I don't have anybody to give it to, they're nothing. Have you forgotten? Did I mess it up? So what we have here is there's at least 120 disappointments monthly. And he starts to wonder, where are you, God? Because the unfulfilled promises and, unex- and, and expectations are unrevealed or unachieved lead us to incredible disappointment. Many of us have existed where we said, I prayed and I know that God is going to reach that friend of mine, going to use me to reach him for Christ. And you share stuff with him, and it seems like they get further away from God. You say, okay, now I've done uh, all these studies and I'm ready to pay off debt. And you start to do those, and you get deeper in debt. You say, I know I'm going to be dating my future spouse by the end of the year. And three years later, still nothing. You say, God, did I hear you right? Was it that pizza that I ate that day? You're like Abraham. You begin to lower your expectations. You begin to lower. But I want to tell you, you have no idea what God can do with one seed of faith. And when it comes to life and faith, we tend to think of addition. Right? Addition. We add one, we, we add one. But God thinks of multiplication. In the Garden of Eden, God gave Adam and Eve an order. And he said, be fruitful and? He didn't say add. Be fruitful and multiply. God is a God of multiplication. If you don't believe me, look in the New Testament. Jesus took two fish and five loaves of bread and he multiplied. He didn't add. He didn't say, can you get me some eggs? Can you get me some wheat? Can you get me some stuff? He multiplied. God loves to multiply. Look at the person next to it. God loves to multiply. 
Look at me, I took that seriously. Melissa and I have five kids. <laughs> Multiplication. You know, when you, when you look at that over the years, one of these days, I'm going to have, one of these days, somebody's going to do an Ancestry.com and find my face going, multiplication, right? That's going to be, when I'm, when I'm on my deathbed, this is going to be my, my uh, Facebook profile, so it stays there forever, right? Multiplication, multiplication. In Matthew 13, verse 9, Jesus shares, uh, verses 1 through 9, Jesus shares this parable of a sower, and he tells us how important multiplication is. He says, a farmer went out to sow a seed, and he was scattering some, and some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on the rocky places where it did not have much soil. Um, it sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked, uh, choked the plants. Still other seed fell on the good soil where it produced the crop. Now notice here. A seed doesn't produce a seed. Look at what it produces. And where it, it produced a crop. A hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ear, let him hear. God loves to multiply. One seed can bring a hundred times more than what it was than that what it has in it. We have no idea what one seed of faith, one seed of faith can do in the hands of God. God loves multiplication. God loves multiplication. For Abraham and Sarah, they wanted a son, and 10 years passed, and they see nothing. Someone here has been praying for something and believing for a miracle. You've been saying, God, change it, change it, and you haven't seen anything yet, nothing at all. And you're wondering, God, where are you? What I want to tell you is this. Just because you don't see anything, it doesn't mean that God isn't doing something. Just because you don't see anything, doesn't mean that God isn't doing anything. When I got out of college and had a job, I remember I started going to a Bible study at a lady named Ellie Quick's house. And that Bible study got me into stuff a little bit, and there was a little bit of harvest. That little seed of faith where I attended, and Ellie said, Jack, you need to lead this one. Jack, lead this one. Jack, lead that. Her seed of faith in pushing me and shoving me and kicking me in to some roles at time led to some harvest. Years later, I began to pastor two small United Methodist churches, and that seed of faith began to grow, began to grow. That they transferred me, like UMC does, plays musical chairs, and they sent me to another church. And that seed of faith caused some harvest to the point where God called me to go in an area and come back in this area and take a little seed of faith, which I thought was a bigger seed, but it was a smaller seed, and take a seed of faith and put that in God's hands and say, all right, God, I'm in my 30s, and I'm trusting you, and I have young, a young family. Here it is. And that seed of faith, combined with your seeds of faith, brought haven church together, to the point that where I took 
the book Radical that I began to read, and that planted a seed of faith in my heart and my life. We did it as a church-wide study, and that in turn, in the hands of Christ, caused to the point where he put us together with a man who was in, in some rough points when we met him in, in Haiti, Pastor Oog, to the point where his seed of faith was to remain true. God put us together, and now there are three Haven Community Churches. And maybe more, all by the seed of faith that somebody placed in my life that I was willing to put in the hands of God. Are you with me? There's a church that someone that started and wanted to just connect to Haven Church in the middle of an area where historic is wrapped into voodoo. It's a dangerous place for people to become Christians because you are going to take money from those who run the voodoo temple. But he was great. And you know what he said to me? I, we were working one day, and I had the old um, Haven shirt that said, Get Hooked at Haven with the ichthus. That's the fish, the car fish on the back. Pastor John Renault and Pastor Oog came up, tapped me, and they were telling me. And he said, Hey, when I was seeing if God was going, wanted me to start in this community, Laogon, I had a dream. And the dream had that symbol in it. He came back to me in a half an hour and said, can I take a picture? I said, it stinks, but you can have it. <laughs> he is now going back to his church and saying, look, this is why we are part of this ministry. A seed of faith. Ten years ago, when we put that shirt up to march in a parade, and did I tell you I hate parades? <laughs> to go in a parade, God knew that that seed of faith was going to be planted in a dream that a man had so that people can come to know Jesus. You see, like a seed in the ground, we plant, and we don't know what it's doing, do we? When we plant it, we don't see the roots. We don't see the opening. We don't see it until it pops up out of the ground. But all along when that seed is there, God is bringing nutrients from the soil. God is watering it. God is giving sunlight in order to bring growth. He's doing it to bring growth. So where's Abe? Where's Abraham? Abraham is in his tent. And Abraham's saying, God, you promised a son. I don't see it. All I see is my tent. <laughs> you see, God, you even changed my name to a father of many nations. But I don't see it. Ten years, nothing. You want to know something? If God meets your expectations, he can never exceed them. So here's Abraham in his tent. His perspective is like ours. It's limited. 
we can't see, can't see what God's doing. And then God says this in Genesis 15, 5. Then the Lord took Abram outside. He took Abram outside, and look at what he says. Let's look at the whole verse here. The Lord took Abram outside and said, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you're going to have. In other words, God said, I want to give you a new perspective. You need to see something differently. You see, Abraham was thinking, addition, I need a son. God was thinking multiplication, nations. When Abraham was thinking about a son, God was thinking about you and me. Can you imagine Abraham stunned and shocked? Have you ever tried to count the stars? Impossible. He was talking generation upon generation. And we think sons, God thinks nations. So often when we think about church, when I started this church, when God called me to plant this church, I had looked about how we can reach people here. I never once thought about people in another country. But God planted a seed of faith in my heart. That I can now go and stand and give the benediction and a blessing at a wedding of people I don't ever know. And they are grateful. And I can look around and say, oh my God, this is what heaven's going to be like. Where there's not oceans and there's not politics and there's not nations that separate us. But we are all together and we all worship the Lamb. We think sons. God thinks nations. Galatians 3, 29. I'm going to tell you that this is really cool. It says, if you belong to Christ, then you are what? Isn't that cool? If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You are Abraham's seed. And you know what's really cool about this? I saw a sign as we were leaving the other day that said, Abraham and Sarah Depot in Haiti. And then you know what? The kids in Haiti sang this song. Go ahead, Melinda. You know this song, don't you? Father Abraham, come on, had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. Here we go. And I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord, right, our Father Abraham. Right? If you are in Christ, you are Abraham's seed. Abraham's seed of faith 
and hands of God, whether it took 10, 20, 30, 40 years, when God, in his tent, he had a perspective. I don't see it, God. But God took him outside and said, that's what I see. In your life, you may have been praying for something, and you can only see this. You don't see that God is working in that seed of faith, but one prayer in a seed of faith can change a family. One prayer can change a nation. One prayer can change a community. One dollar can change a lifetime in this world. If we put it in the hands of Jesus. See, if God always met our expectations, he would never exceed them. Never measure God's unlimited power by our limited expectations. You've waited, you've waited, you've prayed, you've been disappointed, but sometime later is coming. Sometime later is coming. And even though you don't see it, God is still working. God is still working. So how do I reap a harvest, Jack? I plant a seed. But I don't, I don't have a lot of faith. That's all right. All you need is a little bit. Just a little bit. And I'm going to show you what it says in Matthew 17, verse 20. Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. And I'm going to tell you, there's many people who sit in, in pews and churches every, every week that don't have a lot of faith. And Jesus knew it. And he said, because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have the faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain here, move from here to there, and it will move. Many of us have mountains in our lives, and we're looking at the size of our faith next to a mountain. But Jesus said, just put it in my hands and watch that mountain move. Why? Because nothing, everybody say nothing, is impossible for God. God is working with his power, with salvation, with forgiveness in areas we may never have seen. In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, it says this, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to his power that has worked within us, to him be Glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Right now, whatever your situation is, you may be praying for your child. And you know, it's very, I want to share with you, it's very interesting that every year when we get ready to go to Haiti to serve God, that one of my kids ends up in the hospital. They're going to run next year or somewhere. Every year, the last two years, Jacob the night before, Rachel, we talked the situation this year. And you talk about feeling powerless and distracted. But just knowing that I know that I know that God has them. Brings a strength that I don't have on my own. And I know that the situations that continue and they work out and all that stuff. And as parents, you're worried, is something going to happen again? And as we get ready to go next year, we're gonna, they're all going to probably be in like some kind of suit to stay away from me or whatever. I don't know. 
and we're going to be saying, when's the next shoe going to drop? What's going to happen? What's going to come, come on? Because God does not want these seeds of faith to grow because lives are being changed, and more importantly, eternity is happening. We serve an incredible God who is able to do exceedingly more than we ask because if God only did what we ask, he could never exceed that. Whatever you're praying for right now, your children, your relationship, your job, your finances, your, your, your relationships, know this. Even though you don't see it, God is still working. Because a seed of faith in the hands of God is incredible and can bring tremendous growth. We have no clue what God is doing with one seed of faith. That's the start of our series this week. God wants us to dream big. Dream big. Look at the person next to you and say, start dreaming. If they're asleep, do it gently. Start. Tell them, stop dreaming. Okay? And start. All right? God wants you to dream. Dream big. Because I'm going to tell you, as our worship team comes up, If your dream is easy for you or somebody else to do, it's too small. Dream big and let a big God do what he needs to. Amen? All right, let's get on up. Let's pray. God, I, I pray to you today for all those who have waited, may have waited for that sometime later like Abraham and Sarah, that our, they, they prayed for over a decade, that our faith would not just be what we want, God, but that would be complete in you and your goodness and perfection in your perfect timing. Help us to put our full faith in you. For those of you that may be going through life, you're a little dissatisfied, you're feeling like you're settling. You always knew there were more, but you're experiencing less. You have no idea what God can do in your life with a seed of faith. If you say, God, I want to plant that seed of faith so I can have greater fruit in my life. If you just feel that in your life, when you're eyes closed, just kind of lift up your hand. I'm not asking anything big. I'm just saying, if you want to see God do something in your life, that is greater than what you see. Just lift your hand wherever you are. There we go. Yeah. We thank you, God, that you're beginning to stir our hearts and stir where, where we're headed in this, that you're causing us to recapture those dreams once again, that in, in life we've been, we've been told that can't happen. You don't have enough finances. You don't have enough of this. You don't have enough of that. And, God, when we moved in this building, we were going to be broke in six months. But that seed of faith, God, you have brought even greater through your people. The one who gave his life for us. I pray that God, we could come to the knowledge and the goodness and the grace of God through him. His name is Jesus and he's the son of God and he was perfect in every way. 
He never sinned but became sin for us. And he took the weight of the sin upon the cross. He died as the perfect sacrifice. The Lamb of God was slain for the sin of the world. And on the third day, on the third day, God raised him up and the tomb was empty. And he's not there because God used death and resurrection to defeat hell and the grave. And now anyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus will be completely transformed. The seed of Abraham can now bring a harvest in your life. Today may be the day for your salvation. Today may be the day that you come to know Christ and plant that seed of faith in your life. And you may not have any of it figured out, but what you may want to say is, here I am, and here's the little bit of faith I have. Place it in the hands of God and let him do a harvest greater than your greatest expectation. God, in this room, our pastors, missionaries, those who go to work every day but reach more people for the gospel, I thank you for the seeds of faith. Thank you for who you are. So God, during this time, fill us with your spirit so that we can follow you. Thank you for the new life that you've given us in Christ. Thank you for the forgiveness that you've given us in your son, Jesus. As I give you this mess that I call my life, use me to reach people. And to serve you in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And all God's people say, amen. Again, if you want to pray, there's people who are here. We have a prayer tent today. But let's just go into the presence of God. And if you just need somebody to pray with you where you are, just lift your hand. God loves you. Couldn't get anything else. No, he loves you incredibly. Right?
time I don't know why but um, um, you know like we were all in uh, in Haiti and um, like I said trying to figure out what God wanted me to share for the new series and then Wayne sends out songs and they match perfect it's just God just another God moment just bask in him bask in his presence and just love him um, and let him tell you next week second part two is right place right time dream big right place right time all right, and you guys today are in the right place at the right time. Uh, say hi to somebody and bye to somebody, and now you can spend all that time talking that you were trying to do before. God bless. Church this morning.